Hi, everybody. Today we had Naveed Vita. So welcome to the podcast, Naveed. Do you want to just say hi real quick? Hi, everybody. Naveed's been with us at Launch School for about a year now, and he's making his way through the advanced courses. And I just wanted to bring him in today because he has a very interesting backstory. Being an online program, we have a lot of international students in our program. And by international, I mean people, students outside of the United States. And they face unique challenges from time zone issues to differing hiring environments. But on top of those sort of typical uh, issues that most of our international students deal with, Naveed uh, has an additional um, situation, I suppose you can say. Uh, He actually lives in a very remote village in Pakistan. So I wanted to ask him here today to talk about his experience so far at law school from that perspective. So, Nivi, do you want to maybe give us a little bit about your background and maybe what led you to programming and eventually what led you to launch school? Yeah. So, uh, as you said, I I belong to a very remote village in Pakistan. And uh, so from the very start, you know, when I was a a kid growing up, uh, my father uh, bought me a a computer, a Pentium 3 computer, and... uh, and uh, I, I got interested in computers uh, from the very start, but uh, uh, at that time, uh, I, I just used to, you know, uh, solve uh, software problems and uh, all kinds of, if there was a hard- hardware problem that came up with my computers, uh, I used to solve it on my own, and I learned uh, learned how to install Windows at that time. So uh, from that time, people used to, uh, bring their computers and la- laptops and wanted me to fix them for them. So, so I I, um, I was interested in computers from from that time. But uh, then uh, I got interested in this other side of computers. That's you know uh, software. I used to think how how are these these things that I'm using these these applications that I'm using how are they made? So that's something that I want to do uh, and. Uh, uh, then the internet came. I used to connect to the internet with a uh, two, uh, with a 56k modem at that time. So, so it's not that backwards of a village. I mean, there's there is you know internet that, that and time, all that. It wasn't internet. It was a it was a telephone. So dial was, up, yeah, uh, yeah, dial up at that time. So telephone was here. Um, interestingly, telephone line isn't here now. These days, because of mobile phones, there is no telephone. Uh, but those days there was a uh, telephone connection. I, I started learning. There were there was these website uh, on those websites you could you know build. There were kind of wizards for building websites, and I you probably have come across those uh, drag and drop wizards and those kind of thing. And uh, so I started fiddling around with those, and you know used to show them off to my friends that I have built a website. <laughs> But in fact, I didn't know how to build a, an actual website. So when I was in, you know, class nine or ten in those days, and then when I graduated, you know, I, I really wanted to go into computer science or in. So for college, you wanted to go to computer science. Yeah, before college, I wanted to go into computer science, but for some reason, an uh, inexplicable reason, you know, you get some bad advice or from people you you think know their stuff so i didn't go into 
uh, I ended up, you know, doing uh, industrial engineering uh, in college. And then uh, two years or a year or two in, into the program, I realized that I, I don't like it. I, I just uh, am not comfortable with it. But I, I like engineering, but uh, not this engineering. I, I was interested in computers. I wanted to do stuff in computers. So uh, then I uh, met with a person who was a web developer from uh, in Peshawar. Peshawar is a city near us, the nearest city. Uh, so, I again that that interest in in websites rekindled. Uh, this is uh, probably in, I'm talking about 2012. So then I started learning HTML and CSS. You know, I started I could you know build static web pages. You know, nothing fancy. And then a little bit of PHP. But you know, then there came a time when I, you know, probably sometimes that uh, time comes when you you get disinterested in everything. You know, a time came that I wasn't studying, I wasn't, you know, learning on my own. So you were still majoring in industrial engineering, but your interest was definitely elsewhere. Yeah, interest was uh, definitely elsewhere. But, you know, I'm talking about the time where I wasn't interested in anything. You know, this was a time that I I had learned PHP and this uh, HTML and CSS, but then I, you know, dropped those. Uh, too. So I was, you know, started, I was reading literature and uh, other stuff, and I was interested in movies, and I wasn't studying anything. So that was a, re- a really bad time for me. Uh, but you were still in college, right? That. Yeah, I was in college, uh, but my grades grades fell. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah, really got you know, start getting uh, bad grades, and so. Uh, but the, then a time came. Uh, so I, we had to do a. And a final year project. Everybody has to do a project, and uh, uh, there were some projects displayed on the notice board. And so I, I knew that I couldn't do any of the other projects. And that, but there was a project in which uh, you had to uh, code an algorithm. There was an uh, an algorithm that was, you know, a very neatly defined algorithm, but you just had to code it. So. Uh, it was a, a algorithm, something to do with the, you know, scheduling machines and jobs, things like that. So uh, I knew that, that that was the only thing I could do because I, I had learned some PHP and 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 so I so I started ta- uh, taking interest in that project and I eventually coded that algorithm. So that was the time when i realized i actually did something with my with my programming skills with my php skills that i had learned and i i thought that i can actually make something out of this this thing that i was learning yeah you don't have to wait till some years later right you can you sort of use what you yeah. learn and immediately turn around and yes. did something solved the problem exactly exactly so but then i got graduate graduated and uh, then I didn't. Uh, so you never switched to computer science. You you stayed with industrial engineering and yeah, finished that out. I stayed with it and uh, finished it, but uh, didn't really learn uh, anything. Okay. So yeah, I, I passed it because it's easy. You can pass. You can you can graduate, but you know you still don't know a lot about mm-hmm. what what you studied. So and uh, so then after after college, I you know taught at a school, at a high school, when I was, you know, contemplating what I what I was going to do with my career, because 
because there's a problem here, uh, and I think in maybe in US also that even if you you can program, but uh, it's difficult. Uh, I wasn't that good at programming either, but you it's difficult to get a job in a software house if you if you don't have a degree in computer science or in, in software engineering. So uh, that time I had real difficulty in finding anything, an internship or whatever. So I started uh, teaching at a at high school uh, and for a few months. But then, you know, through that person that I to told you about that who, who knew some web development, I got an internship at a, at a company that worked with the, with Drupal. I yeah, so I was just uh, I went there and I learned some. And that was in that city near your village. Yeah, okay. that was in Peshawar. Peshawar is a city near us. Yeah. So, um, but there I I didn't like the environment. There. I'm not blaming anyone, but uh, you know it wasn't a very serious environment. Uh, they weren't very serious about what they were doing in there. I also didn't like Drupal itself because you know I, I was thinking I'm not coding here <laughs> and I, mm -hmm. and I oh yeah so so that was a problem so I I had uh, that's similar to the U.S. too. There's I think there's a lot of pseudo software jobs like that in the U.S. where you're using WordPress or Drupal or I would even say some you know Rails jobs are kind of like that too where it doesn't really demand a lot of engineering and you know, you can hack and slash your way and by installing libraries and plugins to, you know, some, some of those jobs. But yeah, they're, they're not best for learning and career growth. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's a, a similar thing happening, I think, across the world. Yeah, exactly. Because people don't know what, uh, uh, you know, the depth of it. People don't know the fundamentals, mm -hmm. as, as you guys so stress on. Um, but uh, I, I had heard about this language called Ruby, and I had, you know, seen a few tu tutorials on it. You know, really got interested in Ruby. Even when I was doing that internship, I wasn't learning a lot of wasn't learning a lot of Drupal. I was actually learning a few things about Ruby. So, so then I uh, I just stopped working there, uh, stopped that internship, uh, and then. Uh, I started learning Ruby on my own. It's interesting that you recognize that that job wasn't what you wanted. It sounds like you recognize that pretty fast. Yeah, I, I did because uh, there wasn't coding involved, and I, I wanted to, you know, code, and I wanted to understand what is what is behind all this, all this UI that I'm working with. All this. Right. So I, I'm clicking, and I'm, you know, that's, that's a really good desire because I don't think that's true for everybody there's a lot of people who are in these sort of i don't want to call them pseudo software development but it, they're they're definitely not engineering centric roles that I, it's not that they're okay with it it's almost that they're there's not this desire to truly understand what's happening underneath the hood as you said you just felt that you wanted to know what was happening and i wonder if that's just your sort of engineering background that um you know, cause you to think that way. I think it's because of my engineering background and because of my interest in mathematics. Uh, because I always liked math, math and physics. So maybe that uh, it was because of that. And uh, so then I, 
came across a book, uh, the, the Ruby on Rails tutorial, mm -hmm. I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And in that book, I think uh, Tea Leaf Academy was mentioned for, for advan advanced courses. Uh, I don't know if you know about yeah, about yeah, that. we're we're one of the links that uh, the Rails tutorials <laughs> references um, at the end there. I think. Yeah, so I uh, saw Tea Leaf Academy there, and I thought, well, this is a good idea. I mean, an online academy. I I really hadn't been serious about this kind of thing, an online academy or a boot camp. So I started researching about different uh, online boot camps. Came across many, and uh, then. Uh, then I learned that uh, Tea Leaf is now called Learn School, and I read a few reviews on Reddit and other websites, and uh, I got a really good impression of uh, what Learn School was about. So uh, I thought, this is it. This is uh, the thing for me. So that's funny because when you found Launch School, you weren't necessarily thinking like mastery based learning or anything. No, I wasn't. I actually was Learn Rails. Uh, <laughs> right. learn Ruby, yeah. Yeah, just learn some Rails, learn some Ruby, and you know, see see how it goes, right? See how it goes because I didn't know what mastery based learning was because you you don't know what mastery is unless unless you master something, you know. Right. So you've been with us for a, about a year now. So, kind of looking back at when you first found us and what you experienced now, how do you contrast those two? Like what, what the reality versus the expectation at first. So uh, the rea the expectation at first was that I you know the the, the maximum amount amount of time that uh, it would take me to complete this whole course this whole program is probably six months in six months I'll be able to do it <laughs> and uh, then I and I realized that you know this is this is a different kind of learning this is not you know some uh, learning a few frameworks or you know just learning to make websites, this is actually understanding of, you know, how uh, programming works and how you build, uh, you mm, build website and, you know, build websites and build programs in general and, and really, uh, as you call it, the mastery-based approach uh, that focuses on the fundamentals and uh, uh, so, I didn't have that idea when I started it, but then I realized, uh, you know, halfway through through the program that I realized that even though I I didn't I wanted to last it uh, last longer than than six months, but uh, I realized that it's good for me because uh, because I'm learning things at a, at a level that are you know deeper than most people in Pakistan had learned things. So I, I when I contrasted myself with with other developers that I had met throughout my my uh, you know uh, experience with, uh, with with programming and uh, software development, I I knew that I was uh, I was getting better than many of them, even though they were you know they they had jobs and they they were building websites. I knew that uh, I was taking a path that was leading me uh, and that was leading me to. A better place than where they. How, how did you know that? So even now, so you're not done with the with the program yet. You're you're probably yeah. at well, like the eighty percent mark or something like that. But yeah. But even now, before before you finish, you feel you're stronger than some of uh, working professionals, at, at least around your area. You feel that way. Yeah, I do feel that way because. How do you know that uh, though? 
Uh, because I actually the, the other day I I went to to Peshawar to that that same that same place that I was talking about that same uh, software house, and I was just you know chatting to the the, the guys working there, and uh, um, so you get an idea you get an idea you know how mm-hmm. how yeah. good what they know and what they don't know most importantly and. Uh, uh, so, so I, I get uh, got a pretty good idea that I'm uh, much uh, more, you know, uh, I've learned things at a at a level that you know they aren't doing, uh, they they haven't learned. So yeah. Uh, and so I guess do you, uh, and it's very interesting because you've been with it for so long that I've talked to you here and there, and you you never seem to be in a rush, which is. And I'm always wondering, you know, how you, you know, you don't seem to have any anxieties about learning. Um, is that true? Or you do have anxieties and you just kind of... Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, so I I don't seem to have anxieties, but I actually do have <laughs> anxieties. About, but then also I don't want to rush things because, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, anxiety is sometimes even good because, you know, you it keeps you motivated, it keeps you focused sometimes, you know, you have to have a little bit of anxiety, you know, you have to have, um, so, uh, I do have anxiety, but uh, then I don't want to just go through it and not learn things, and then, then there, are, there are assessments, you know, that, Yeah. so you have to pass those assessments yeah. too, so, uh, yeah, anxiety is there, but uh, you have to, if you want to learn things, you know, if you want to master things, uh, these concepts, you have to go through them, you have to take your time, and um, so I can, you know, if I wanted that, I could have left law school, if I wanted to just uh, learn Rails, I could have learned it without law school, but uh, I don't want that, I want to mm-hmm. be able to, as you, as you guys, uh, so there's an interesting uh, uh, thing that I want to share with you and that is when I when I first uh, when I was going through the, the front-end courses and then there is a is a project there in which we build a, a framework uh, no a, a library like uh, underscore mm-hmm. so that was the time when I realized that that now I have become a good developer now now I know that I've learned things that I can I can make something out of this interest that I have so uh, when I, you know, started that project and uh, they give you some tests in that project and you have to pass those tests to, you know, make that library. And uh, I passed those te- tests without looking at the videos and I made that library without looking at the videos. And that's when I I, I said, hooray, I have now become a real, a real developer. I can build a library. That's that's where I have become a developer. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I, I actually yeah. rarely hear about sort of like this defining moment just because it's such mm-hmm. a gradual process, but I'm very happy to hear that that moment was it for you. Um, yeah. But it, it probably happened, you know, it, it doesn't happen that you're, you know, you become a developer because it's not like being a medical doctor, right? It's like one second you were and the ne- another second you, you are because you got that credentials it's like but, evolution you know? <laughs> yeah you get stronger and stronger and better and better um yeah yeah i wanted to ask you about uh, the thing that we were talking about um 
in a previous conversation about how you had this switch of learning to depth. How and I was surprised to hear this because you've been such a great student here. I think you've pretty much aced every single assessment um, that you've taken at law I school. Have one assessment. Okay, yeah. you did not pass one. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I guess at law school that's still pretty good, um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, except for that one. But otherwise, you've you know you've consistently done really really well, um, and and you're, you know you're always in a chat room helping people. So definitely it, you know. You, you, you appear to know what you're doing and, and not only enough to pass assessments, but enough to help other people. But I, that's why I was surprised to hear that you had said that you didn't, um, you either didn't know how to learn to depth or that you just never asked yourself to learn to depth. So one of the things that launch school taught you is not even technical, but it's just almost like an expectation setting thing. Whereas if you yeah. consult like a different resource, like if you read a different book and you're almost like, how come, you know, how come it, it feels weird because it doesn't explain it to the depth that you want. Yeah, exactly. So, so that was uh, uh, actually the problem of me not focusing on one thing. So there is a new framework that comes out and you want to, and there is talk about that framework. It's such a good framework. It does this and that. And you want to learn that framework. Mm-hmm. And then, there is uh, another book that comes out and that talks about another framework and you want to l- now learn that. So so that was the kind of uh, thing that I worried about because I was, wasn't, was uh, because of that, I wasn't learning anything to, to depth, as you say. Mm-hmm. And so with law school, what you get is that you have a curriculum, a set curriculum in which they go, you have to learn one thing and learn that thing well. And then go forward with, uh, you take an assessment, so you, you check your knowledge of that first uh, course. And then when you are done with that, you proceed forward to the next one. And the next one uses the knowledge of the previous one. So that progression that, that you have in law school and that mastery of one, if not mastery, a very good understanding of one topic before you move on to another topic, that was very, very important to me. Uh, in, in, in shaping my thinking about how to learn uh, anything, actually. So, so yeah, that was a transformation that I had to go through in this year. And so that was a, a very good experience for me to, you know, to learn that you have to have enough understanding of one thing to go on to do another thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's I think part of the reason it's so confusing now, it's, like if if it was true that you could only get a job if you reach a certain level of ability, then I think everybody yeah. would go through it. But because there's all these, again, sort of pseudo programming jobs or just lower tier programming jobs available, it appears yeah. that you know you can read a book or take a really quick class and go get a job. And I think that's confusing to people overall, right? Exactly. And, and, and it's like, oh, you can get a job. But like you said, you know people, other professional developers who get paid to be developers, and you feel yeah. like you're already better than them. Um, so yeah. that's, that, that's, a, that's a good place to be in that you, you know, there's a deeper confidence in you, right? And yeah. um, in some ways, I almost feel like people who have that deeper confidence are less rushed, right? It's almost like the rush, the anxiety comes from, uh-oh, you know? Uh, am I really going to be good? If not, then I better at least get a job, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, if you if you, under, you if you have confidence, if you have 
if you know that you've learned learned things well then you know that eventually you're gonna you're gonna get a job you're gonna make something out of it right so yeah anxiety is alleviated you're right it's almost like a job as a side effect of being good rather than the goal exactly yeah the it doesn't become the goal it actually yeah it becomes a side effect yeah that's great and that's exactly what i think people should focus on developing skills as opposed to you know how do i look good to get a job right how can i make myself look good how can my portfolio look good those are all very uh, th- that's a consequence of being good right um, mm. so that's really important so i wanted to ask you this question but our conversation kind of veered off but i really wanted to ask you about sort of the unique perspective of living in a in a remote village and you mm-hmm. had told me that uh, even by pakistan standards you live in a small p- village um, mm-hmm. And what are some of the challenges uh, living there? Like, for example, connectivity. Do you, do you have high-speed yeah. internet? So connectivity, the connectivity problem here is that uh, we don't have DSL here. So landline connection, we don't have landline broadband. So what I have to do is that I have to use a, a USB device, uh, a cellular device. Uh, and uh, it's a little expensive too, but... Uh, you know, it's uh, the coverage is good here, so I use a 4G device, and uh, uh, it does the job. I can't watch a lot of videos on it, <laughs> but, yeah, I can watch long school videos on it, but uh, not a lot of, you know, YouTube on it, mm. and that's a good because, you know, just... Focus, right? <laughs> I can focus on my job. I see. And then there are some other uh, interesting problems that I have to face here, and... That is that a lot of people here uh, in my village don't understand what I'm doing. <laughs> they don't know what is it that I do with computers. So so the other day my cousin told me that, you know, there, there's a shop in our village and in the evening uh, some people gather there and talk about stuff. And so they were talking about me. My cousin told me they were talking about me that that evening. And everyone had a theory about what I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's and funny. yes, he eventually had to tell them that you don't know what you're talking about, and, <laughs> and so that's another uh, interesting aspect. So, what because, do you tell people? I mean, even in the United States, let me just tell you that yeah, I hear from yeah. students all the time saying that they have a really hard time explaining mastery-based learning to people, especially their family members and their friends. And any time that, again, this is even the United States, right? You tell people I'm in school or I'm learning something, they'll say, "Well, when, when are you done? When do you graduate?" And then you say, exactly. well, you know, it's it's this mastery-based <laughs> learning thing. And it's like, okay, are you playing video games all day? You know, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I can imagine in, in Pakistan. So what, what what's the theory there for in terms of what do they think, what you're doing? So I would, so they actually don't know what, what software, what, how you develop software, what software is and how you develop. They actually use software. They use mm, phones and apps, but... You know, it's difficult for them to imagine, you know, somebody, somebody could be mm-hmm. building because it's a very abstract concept, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's very difficult to to tell them what, what is it that I, but I still try to, you know, make them understand what I do. Is that a source of anxiety for you in terms of uh, either family or friends sort of not understanding what you do? So therefore... Uh, putting pressure on you and maybe not explicitly but even just asking hey when do you you know when are you going to get a job or when are you going to you know go do something or, or... Exactly. 
exactly you know what, yeah so that thing happens a lot you know with 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 friends uh, and with with uncles and you know because we have closely knit families here so <laughs> yeah yeah so they 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 ask me all the time about when is it going to come when are you going to complete this program and you know at first i used to tell them you know it is going to take this amount of months and this amount and now i tell them that i will tell you when i when it gets <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because i don't know myself it's 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 something that i have to it's not uh, time based it's mastery based i have to master things and i have to learn things no matter uh, how much time it takes that's yeah. interesting and you're okay with it. it do you feel sometimes that that source of anxiety or stress is overwhelming or have you sort of gotten used to it and you're okay with I'm, it? I have gotten used to it. I, it used to be overwhelming, but I, you know, the, the soon, the, the closer you get to the, um, the finish in the, the, the final courses, uh, the more confident you get. And when you become confident, uh, so that, that anxiety, as I said before, that anxiety, uh, you know, becomes less and less. Okay. So, that's great. And, um, and I'm going to ask you a sensitive topic here in terms of pricing. So again, yeah. being, you know, in Pakistan and, you yeah. know, 199 a month is, is, is a lot, even, you know, in the, in the U S if you're working, what, what about in Pakistan and, and, and not working? Yeah. So actually 199 dollars is the amount of money that a lot of people here are earn in a month mm-hmm. uh, in Pakistan. But uh, um, I was uh, kind of fortunate uh, in that uh, my dad had left me uh, some money that I had. And uh, uh, I actually had to, uh, I didn't tell you that, but I actually had to sell a car uh, when I first uh, heard about launch school. And I, you sold your I car knew- to attend launch school? Yeah, oh. I sold, uh, sold wow. a car. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I didn't tell you that, but... Uh, it wasn't a particularly good car, but <laughs> still a car. So I had to sell sell that car because, you know, when you invest in yourself, I knew that I was investing in myself. And it was, wasn't something that I was wasting. This money is, uh, uh, will I will, you know, uh, reap the, reward, the rewards of um, whatever, whatever it is that I'm uh, investing in myself. So I knew that... Uh, uh, this wasn't going to waste, and uh, I knew that this was this was for my own benefit. And when I when I went through the courses and I uh, passed a few assessment, I was really satisfied that you know, even though it's, it's costing me a lot, uh, still I think that it's benefiting me, and I think it's worth it because of. How the, do you feel now? You still you still think it's worth it? Yes, I, I do think it. I would suggest it, and I would recommend it to anyone even if you, if it's difficult for them to to pay so ne- next time somebody asks me or uh, i shouldn't say complaint but just you know asks about you know a discount or whatever i'll i'll just i'll just send them over your way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i can i actually uh, talk to some some indian guys and other guys in, in the chat rooms and they sometimes ask me about timing and uh, uh, timing and money, and so I always tell them that it is, it is always worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, I think f- I'm definitely sensitive to that, and this is why we we have so much material that's that's for free, right? Um, and part of it is to say, can you take advantage of the free stuff? 
is it helpful to you? And if the answer is not, then probably we're not going to be able to help you when you pay us, right? But if the yeah. answer is yes there, then the answer is you, it'll probably be worth it for you in the long run, right? And this is, I think this is why people go to college too, right? Why do people take out these, at least in the U.S., just huge sums of money, take out loans and, you know, don't work for four years, right? Take out loans and not work and then go to college. I mean, for sure they're losing money, but the idea is that in the long run, it's going to be a positive ROI, return on investment. And so I think law school has got to be a long-term investment, right? You can't think short-term. If you think short-term, it's not going to work because it's a long process. You know, it's going to cost a lot, not just money, but time. And the returns will be years and years and years in the future, decades in the future, perhaps. Right. Exactly. So I think that's the key. Um, well, that, that's great. I mean, I didn't know about that car story. I feel a little, <laughs> you know, I feel kind of bad now because. Um, no, no, you don't have to because, you know, I did not. I'm, I'm happy about it. But, I'm happy yeah. that I saw really happy that you are able to it, it would have been really bad if you said this is this program was no good and, and i got rid of my car um well i guess um i have i have some final questions here before before we go here and these are just sort of generic questions uh that i ask everybody so so far what's been the most difficult part in your programming journey and specifically at launch school, like maybe unanticipated, what, what, what has been um, some of the most difficult um, aspects with learning at launch school? I really didn't have a lot of difficulties, but uh, as I, I told you, the, the one difficulty that I had was, you know, the anxiety aspect of it, you know, people expecting mm-hmm. you to finish it. How long is it going to take? Those kind of questions, you have to answer those. That's one part of it. And uh, then specifically about the courses, I, I, uh, the front end stuff is, uh, is a little difficult if you are like me, if you are mostly interested in the back end. So uh, for me, first time I, I really took, took them lightly. I took the front end courses lightly. And uh, uh, that's why I, I Failed the first assessment in the first. Basically, you should not take any course lightly at launch school, right? Yeah. Including like HTML, CSS, any easy topic, uh, quote unquote. That was that I thought was easy, and I I failed in that one, uh, HTML and CSS. So yeah, I I got a lesson there. And by the way, we don't say fail launch school; we say not yet, just because we want you to. Not yet, yeah. I didn't fail because I eventually failed. Right. You know, did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I usually. And what you said is right on is that what I find, too, is it's rarely a topic that that was hard. It's, that's rarely the case. Even if a topic was hard, it's almost like spend more time, right? Practice more. And that's the hard part is like yeah. finding the time and patience to spend an extra week or month or two months to practice. That's the hard part. Um, it's not that this topic is so intellectually difficult and I, I, I just don't get it. It's, it's rarely that. And also, like you said, it's the depth that we ask for, even on these, you know, seemingly easy topics, the depth that, that we ask for in assessments is sometimes a little bit, uh, jarring if you're not used to it. Yeah. The depth and the practice that you have to, you know, get under your belt because practice is important. Once you do that practice, even if, you know, uh, you, Time passes and you come back to it six months later, you know that 
you know that all that stuff that you learned six months ago mm-hmm. because of practice. Yeah, so right. practice was important. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So I guess that's it. Um, any last advice for those who are maybe earlier in the journey? So, yeah, I, what I would like to say is uh, keep at it. And the first important thing, the most important thing, I know it's a cheesy thing to say, but have confidence in, in yourself. I think that's the most important thing is that you have to believe in your in yourself and you have to you have to believe in yourself and you have to keep working at it even if you don't understand it at first and even if you think it's difficult if you persist and if you work hard on it eventually it's going to click and eventually you're going to see the benefits of uh, uh, going through these courses and uh, in a mastery based approach so right. i think that's that's right. advice I would like. That's that's yeah. great advice, and I always tell people: look, there are shortcuts, right? Mm-hmm. You can take a shortcut, yes, but you're paying for it in the long term. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay, great talking to you, Naveed. Thanks for swinging by the podcast, and um, I'll I'll talk to you in the future. Okay, thanks, Chris.